Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's the first day of August. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes interviews and features exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. Here's What's What near you. With more migrants expected to arrive this week and the city already at capacity, New York City officials are now calling for federal aid. The mayor's office says the city is currently caring for 50,000 migrants, and more than 93,000 asylum seekers have come through the city's intake system since last spring. Joshua Goldfein of the Legal Aid Society says the city has a legal obligation to shelter people, but the federal government could also solve the problem with a vote that allows people to work. Mayor Adams has been in conversation with the city's congressional delegation and Homeland Security, but says that the federal help still isn't adequate. Adams says the federal government needs to treat it as the national crisis that it is and declare a state of emergency. Striking actors are getting some help from the New York City Council. The Committee on Civil Service and Labor joins the picket lines alongside members of SAG-AFTRA and WGA at City Hall. SAG-AFTRA says they're looking for fair contracts with Hollywood's biggest studios. They're calling for increased pay and a restructuring of residuals. Paul Rubens, the voice of Pee Wee Herman, lost a private six-year battle with cancer this week. He will be remembered for his positivity, brilliantly quirky personality, and the emphasis that he placed on kindness. With the tributes Rubin pouring in, he has been most honored through his music. In the WFUV newsroom, one of our favorites is Pee Wee's Big Holiday. It's where Rubin pays homage to New York City. New York, New York. New York, New York. You high and mighty, bright and shiny, fabulous place, New York. In the song, Pee Wee describes his first trip to New York City. The actor best known for playing Fezco in HBO's Euphoria has passed away. Angus Cloud had openly shared his battles with mental health. His family says Cloud struggled with the recent passing of his father, who died last week. There has been no reported cause of death. Cloud's family and loved ones say they hope others can be reminded that they're not alone when struggling with mental health. Angus Cloud was 25. And on this day in 1981, MTV made its cable debut in America. The first video played on the station was The Buggles' Video Killed the Radio Star. Every Tuesday, the What's What podcast brings you the latest sports headlines with our friends over at WFUV Sports. And this week, we're joined by WFUV's Lou Orlando. Hey, Lou. Hey, guys. Great to be with you. So, Lou, I want to start with the Women's World Cup. The U.S. team are keeping fans on the edge of their seats. That's right, Caroline. The United States women's national team has advanced to the knockout stage, but not in the dominant fashion we're used to seeing from them. It was a nil-nil draw against Portugal this morning, and narrowly at that, as Portugal just missed the potential game winner in the final minutes. So, Lou, this is the second tie for the U.S. women's team. How is this going to affect their seat in the tournament? The U.S. needed a win or a draw to advance past the group stage, and they got that. But for the first time since 2011, the U.S. did not secure the top spot in their grouping. So, if the U.S. isn't at the top of their group, then who is? The top seed in Group E went to the Netherlands after a dominant 7-0 win over Vietnam. That means the U.S. will likely draw a first-round matchup with a very talented Sweden team. It's looking like it might be an uphill battle for the U.S., who is going for their third straight title as the rest of the world closes the gap on them. We'll be watching closely as they head into the next round of matches. So, what's new in baseball? 
Today marks the MLB trade deadline. After 6 p.m., teams will no longer be allowed to directly swap players. What does that mean for New York? The Mets have been active, but not in the way fans would have expected coming into the season. The Mets are sellers, not buyers. Despite boasting the highest payroll in MLB history, the Mets are still a below 500 team, which means they lose more games than they win. The fire sale began earlier this week with a number of trades, and rumors are swirling around Mets ace Justin Verlander and Tommy Pham, so both could be traded as well before the day is over. Have we heard anything from the Yankees? It's been a pretty quiet deadline for them so far as they've yet to make any moves. They're in a better position than the Mets, sitting just three and a half games out of a playoff spot. But despite the return of superstar Aaron Judge this weekend, the Yankees' struggles have continued. All signs pointed to the Yankees being buyers even as late as this past weekend. But after last night's loss to the Rays, reports have surfaced that they will consider selling and are listening to offers for a number of players, including Harrison Bader, Luis Severino, and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Still plenty of time left in the season, but there's a chance we could be looking at an MLB playoffs without either of the New York teams for the first time since 2014. That's definitely something New Yorkers aren't expecting. We'll keep our fingers crossed for the rest of the season. Thanks so much for joining us, Lou. Thanks for having me. Lou Orlando is the assistant sports manager at WFUV Sports. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow after 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUV.org slash news and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And that's What's What.